Welcome to the Carrots and Cake Podcast. I'm your host, Tina Hopper, an FDN practitioner, author, mom, and IBD advocate. Tune in each week for real-life advice and strategies for becoming your happiest and healthiest self, all while thriving in the gray area. Trust me when I say, you can have your carrots and cake too. Hey guys, good morning and welcome to this next iced coffee date. I have a small iced coffee here this morning because I forgot to make more iced coffee last night. So it's very, very sad, but I might actually go out and buy an iced coffee today. So we're starting the birthday celebration early. Um, And just as a reminder, if you're watching this on Thursday, um, keep a lookout for a really awesome flash sale that's happening Friday through Sunday in honor of my 41st birthday. So if you've been wanting to get a hold of carrots and cake fitness programs, nutrition programs, um, now is the time to do so because it's definitely going to be an awesome discount. Um, So stay tuned for that. You'll get all the details on Friday, so keep a look up. And today um, is gonna be a fun topic. So I (laughs) was inspired by a couple of things. So it's basically a letter to my 20 slash 21 year old self as somebody who is turning 41. Um, So this was inspired by a couple of things. The first being that we are going to Block Island on my birthday just for the day. Um, We're bringing our bikes over, we're gonna bike around the island and then go to the restaurant where I used to work and have lunch. Um, And then I also worked at a coffee shop when I was there because That was me, I always had two jobs. Um, But the coffee shop has since gone out of business, but a new one has gone in there, so obviously I'm gonna check it out. I'm sure it's gonna be super duper cute. I've gotten a few details on it. But yeah, we're just having a day on Block Island, and when I was 20, I spent the summer there. Um, Four of my girlfriends and I went over. Um, We worked, we waitressed, we worked at inns, we did the coffee shop thing. I had another friend that worked at a jewelry store. We just showed up on the island and just got jobs. (laughs) We were like, all right, we're here for the summer. We need to make money. And there is a family that owns a number of the properties and everything on the island. So as long as you worked for one of their various businesses, you could stay um, in this very dilapidated, <laughs> like old hotel. And um, I was reminiscing about this with um, a friend the other day. And this place was like so not up to code as far as like safety and health standards but you know we were 20 and you know this is where we lived for the summer and there was a bunch of you know you know 18 year olds 19 year olds into their 20 year olds living there and we're just having fun partying um there was like four of us to a room like all crammed in there definitely definitely not <laughs> up to code i was just thinking even like the room that we had was right near the fire escape and Lord, if there was a fire, like we were not getting out of there. Like that fire escape was just falling apart. It was like all rusty, it was broken. <laughs> like, I don't know. But anyways, that's like when you're 20, you're like, you're just out, you're just there to have a good time. And like being on an island um, during the summer is like so, so fun. And like, that's all we did. We just worked, we hung out, we went to the beach, we did a lot of underage drinking and partying with our friends. And uh, it was like the best summer. So. That, of course, inspired this, just, you know, what I would say to that young woman. Um, And then also just being in therapy, I did an exercise where I wrote a letter to myself as a 37 slash 38 year old woman, um, because during that time in my life, um, I really just was unhappy. It was a really, really hard time. It was hard on my health, my mindset, my relationships. Um, And I like... 
my therapist says it's trauma and it's not like big T trauma, but yeah, there was probably some like little T trauma, but writing that letter really helped me like work through some things. And I have like the best therapist ever. I mean, she is amazing and she just like asks the right questions and she's so nice and um, she can give me the tough love and kind of like point things out to me when I'm just being oblivious <laughs> to things. Um, but writing that letter was really, really helpful for, um, you know, I guess getting in touch with who that person was at that time and giving her some reassurance and some support that she was able to like get through that period of time and come out stronger and better on the other side. So, um, <laughs> just, just go, just giving you guys a little of the motivation behind this whole thing, but I do have a post coming out. Um, it's going to be in my feed and then on the blog. Um, but I figured like a video would be really interesting or at least hopefully interesting to you guys as far as some of the advice that I would give my younger self you know that girl that's you know just graduating college she like doesn't really know what's gonna happen with her life and now you know 20 years later being 41 obviously like a totally different person um, and I even think of that like when I started the blog to now like I'm a totally different person and I think it's funny because I have followers that they're kind of more like trolls really not like followers um, but they get like upset when I like change what I want to do for fitness. Like I'm not running marathons anymore. And then I do CrossFit and then I do Orange Theory and then I do OPEX and they get all bent out of shape that I keep changing my mind on fitness. And I'm like, aren't you supposed to change your mind and like grow up and grow older and like have different opinions on things? So it's kind of funny, but all this to say like, yes, I have changed a lot in, you know, 20 years, but I thought maybe some of these pieces of advice would resonate with you as far as somebody who, same thing, looking back at their early 20s and just thinking about who you were then and who you are now in your 30s, 40s, 50s and beyond. So these are basically the lessons I've learned and some of the advice that I would give to that 20 year old woman, 20 or 21. <laughs> I keep going back and forth because I was 20 on Block Island, but I'm 41 this year. So I was like, I want to do the 20 year difference. That's why I keep saying 21. <laughs> 21 is also a big year too. I mean, you can drink officially, like you graduate from college, yada, yada. Okay, so let's get into it. I've rambled on enough, but I just figured the backstory might be interesting. And I just love reminiscing about Block Island. I mean, we did so many ridiculously fun things and stupid things, but man, I have other stories I could tell you about Block Island too and stupid things I did. <laughs> okay, number one, one piece of advice that I would give my 20 slash 21 year old self is be kind to yourself. You are way too hard on yourself. Um, and it's funny because growing up, my mom would say that to me all the time. And I used to think it was so annoying, but it's just that type A perfectionism type personality. And yeah, I am way too hard on myself. Um, and you know what? That type A personality goes hand in hand with autoimmune diseases. And um, sometimes I wonder if that mindset has brought me down a little bit on in the health department, but I'm working on it. I was actually joking around with Mal the other day that I'm more of like a B plus type person now. Uh, maybe creep into the A minus, A minus area, but I'm definitely not an A type personality anymore. I'm a lot more chill and low key, but um, yeah, just definitely too hard on myself. And I have, I have, I've been really working on this. Um, obviously it's not something that's gonna, you know, change overnight, but you know, when I make mistakes or um, something doesn't go, you know, how I expected it to, to just, you know, sit back and just appreciate everything around me and not dwell on like the little details and what went wrong. And I mean, even looking back, even like five years ago, I would freak out about the smallest details. And now, you know, it kind of just rolls off my shoulders and I'm just 
because that rolls off my back, my shoulders. <laughs> um, but I just, it doesn't bother me like the way it should. So I'm um, just doing my best there as far as like really being kind to myself and talking nicely to myself and not criticizing, you know, every little thing that I do. So um, again, therapy has been huge. Um, my therapist is constantly telling me to be t kind to myself and, you know, just be patient and give myself grace and things like that. Um, and it's it's hard, you know, you have to hear it over and over again, but I'm getting there, I'm getting there. <laughs> so number one, be kind to yourself. Um, number two is stop binge drinking, <laughs> which goes hand in hand with being 20 or 21 um, and all the dumb things I did on Block Island and in college and thank God nothing serious ever happened. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was just so bad for me. Um, you know, made a lot of bad decisions. Like after college, I gained a ton of weight and it's just like not good for your body. Um, and I pretty much binge drank like well into my 30s. I mean, it wasn't until, you know, I got really sick that I like really stopped drinking um, and just realized like how bad it made me feel. Um, you know, obviously having a hangover, like you can't function, you can't think right, like you don't want to do anything, you're not motivated. Um, and I mean, there's plenty of times that I drank and I wasn't hungover, um, but I just realized like taking that big long break of like not drinking any alcohol, I just felt so good. So now when I drink alcohol, it's like, eh, I might have one, but I'm definitely not having more than one drink um, just because I know how it makes me feel. But for many, many years, I would just do that binge drinking thing, you know, Friday night, Saturday night, sometimes Thursday nights, Wednesday nights were really big in college. So there was just a lot of drinking and now knowing what I know about my gut and my liver and hormones and things like that, I was like, man, I would have just been in such a better spot if I wasn't drinking so much alcohol. Uh, but that's something, I mean, trying to tell a 20 year old that, I mean, falling on deaf ears, but um, maybe later in life I would have listened a little bit more. But it's one of those things, like you gotta live it before you realize like the difference, so. Um, it really has made a difference. Like alcohol and I, we just, we have a very different relationship nowadays. <laughs> um, number three, um, similar, stop hormonal birth control. Um, I was on it for 14, 15 years. Um, and you know, at the time it, it was what it was. It was very um, easy to get from our health services in college. Um, they were handing it out like candy. Um, and it, it did what it did at the time. You know, it helped as far as hormonal acne. That's what I was taking it for. Um, not getting pregnant. You know, I did have, you know, a couple boyfriends in college. Um, but I wish the healthcare provider had given me all the details. Um, he or she, I don't even remember who gave it to me necessarily. Um, maybe might have said, hey, it prevents you from ovulating, this is how it works, but they did not tell me that it shuts down your hormones. Um, and to think that I had no natural hormones for like 14, 15 years of my life, it's like no wonder we have hormonal issues after we come off it or we have trouble getting pregnant, things like that. So um, I'm not, you know, you have to make your own decisions as far as what you're doing with hormonal birth control. Sometimes, you know, people really, really need it. Um, but at the same time, like I do think there needs to be some more education as far as helping women make that decision. And I think, you know, doctors just throw it at us all the time. Like here is the pill that's going to cure your acne and your cramps and like whatever else is going on, your mood swings. Um, and now knowing what I know about the pill, it makes all those things worse. <laughs> It just masks the symptoms and then you're dealing with the aftermath. Um, and I'm, I'm not the expert on this. I just know, you know what I know from reading and researching and things like that. But um, I always recommend Jolene Brighton's book, um, Beyond the Pill. So much good information um, and can just give you, give you the information that you know to make the right decision about the pill.
but I would have told myself, get off the pill, you don't need that. Um, and then also just gut health. I mean, I did not have ulcerative colitis back then and then at 31, diagnosed with it. So who knows if it was a pill, it's never one thing, but it's just interesting to think that I was on it for so long and then ended up with um, an autoimmune seams. All right, so number four um, would be to prioritize sleep, which I know is kind of like, a, oh yeah, I know we need to all sleep. Um, I did not learn this lesson until very recently, probably in like the last year that I've actually been like, you need to sleep. And I remember all through college, even after college, like I always had multiple jobs. I never just had one job. I would work full time. Then I worked at a gym, I'd work full time and like work at a coffee shop. I just always had like a million jobs. Um, and I just remember getting up at like 4.30 in the morning to work out or like staying up to midnight to do stuff. Um, and most nights I would sleep five hours or less. And I mean, I was cool with that. It was like the badge of honor. I could do all the things. I didn't need the sleep. Um, and Lord knows like I, I needed the sleep. And I mean, I just crushed my body for so, so many years. Even in recent times, I would wake up at four in the morning and work on work and things that I needed to do. So, um, like I said, it wasn't even until recently that I finally prioritized sleep, but I just realized that again, Sleep makes you feel so good. You can do things, you can focus, you're in a better mood, you can handle your cravings and your blood sugar better when you sleep. Um, and it has made such a difference. Like now I am eight hours or more every night without question. There's very few nights that I'm getting less than eight hours. Um, I just think it's so, so important. Um, but yeah, that, that 20 year old, that 30 year old, <laughs> she, was, she was getting like very, very little sleep. <laughs> so I would tell her, sleep. Try to make an effort, set a bedtime, create a bedtime routine, read a book. Um, reading before bed puts me right up. All right, number five is slow the F down. <laughs> And I operate at kind of a high level nowadays, um, but back then it was even higher. I was doing 8 million things, running from one thing to the next. Definitely no downtime in my life. Um, so again, I would tell that young woman to slow down and really just relax, enjoy life, be present, um, not pack her schedule with 1 million things. Um, and there's a few more pieces of advice that relate to this idea. Um, so number six is it's okay to rest. And this is something I talk to my therapist about all the time. I am not somebody who likes to rest. I need to do things all the time. Um, but with quarantine and everything, I think it was finally okay for me to rest just because everybody was kind of just hanging out doing their thing. Um, but it has made a difference. And even still, it's very, very hard for me to sit on the couch and I'll say it to Mal, I'm like, oh, I feel so lazy, I'm not doing anything. Um, but it's, it's really hard. It's really hard for me just to sit and relax and be still um, and allow myself to rest. I mean, even the sleep thing, you know? I mean, just going to bed at a normal hour and being okay with that. Um, so this whole idea of rest has been really, really huge. And like, as somebody with an autoimmune disease where I do think it's very much triggered by stress and like being a lunatic, like I normally am, um, it, it's, it's something that's like finally hitting home. And I think it took me a long time to get here as far as accepting that your body needs to rest. Like you don't need to go 100 all the time. Um, and it's okay to rest and you deserve to rest. Um, so again, 
It's not, not something that's changed overnight, but I've really been working on it, really been taking time for myself, being okay with things, um, even like taking a walk in the morning um, before I start my work. Um, I, I still have thoughts of like, you should be inside, you should be working, you should be at your computer, you have things to do. Um, those thoughts still all go through my head, but now I'm at the point where I know going for like a 30 minute walk is going to make me way more calm, way more relaxed, way more focused once I get to my computer. Um, so I know doing these things deep down really do make me a better person and they're good for me. And this is another conversation I've had for my therapist where I say things are good for me, but then I don't do them because I think I need to work or I need to achieve things. I need to do things um, like this whole idea of yoga. I'm like, I know yoga is good for me, but I don't take the time to do it. Um, so it's just reminding myself again and again, repeating it, like your brain is malleable, you can change how you think. Um, so it's a work in progress for me, but um, yeah, this whole idea of resting and doing things for myself and self-care, and I know it's super hippy-dippy and cheesy, um, but I am slowly learning that if I do these things for myself, I do feel a whole lot better. I feel a lot more focused and grounded, um, and life is just happier, just happier. All right. Number seven um, is it's okay if you can't do it all. And so there's kind of a theme to some of these. Um, and this is something, I, I was that person. I will do everything, I will do it all. I, this still happens in our house today where um, you know, I'm making dinner and everything and Mal's like, oh, I'll clean up. And I was like, no, 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 I got it. And I'll like clean up and make Quinn's lunch and make Mal's lunch and I'll clean the whole kitchen and I just have to do all the things. Um, and he's like, it's okay, I can help you with this. You don't have to do this. You can go sit on the couch. He really is the best husband, but he knows it's hard for me not to do all the things and not to be like a control freak about stuff. But I think this became like really apparent when I had Quinn. Um, I had Quinn, I had a great pregnancy, but after I gave birth, I went into this terrible flare, um, like really, really bad. And I was on the fence about biologics, so we were trying different things. Um, and also I didn't take a maternity leave. I really thought like having a baby and like working for myself, I could just make it work. I could just fit it in. Um, and no, like you, when you have a baby, like an infant, no, you can't work full time. Like, come on. Like even the first few months, um, but I went right back to work. So between caring for an infant, trying to work, dealing with the flare, like I was a mess. Like my body was just shutting down. Like my doctor wanted me to come stay in the hospital and I was like, nope, not doing that. Um, I have a baby to take care of, I have work to do, yada, yada. But that was the first time that I really relied on Mal. Um, and I've made this joke before that he kept me alive during that time because I was literally falling apart, like physically, mentally, um, the whole bit, um, but that was the first time that I just kind of let go and you know let him help me and not um, be a lunatic about it. <laughs> That's what I call myself, a lunatic. It's a, it's a nice way of describing like how I am as far as like um, just being kind of a control freak and um, operating at a very high level. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that that was a huge thing and I mean since then I have been so much better about asking for help I mean I ask Mal for help all the time I mean like I said he's great he will do anything um, that needs to be done but of course I'm still a control freak so I still do a lot um, but also even just me hiring a team at carrots and cake that took me 12 years to do um, and if you think about all the big bloggers and influencers and people out there they all have teams of people helping them 
for 12 years, I pretty much did it all myself. I had coaches at times helping me out, but other than that, it was me just running the show. And now, you know, we're a team of five. Um, so I, that has made all the difference of me not doing every little thing um, that I can finally hand things off to people on my team. Although I'm still a control freak, but it's great having people do other things for me where I don't have to do everything but it took me a very very long time to finally ask for help and finally realize you can't do it do it all um, you can try to do it all um, it just might not be your best work <laughs> which is so true all right um, number eight there's only two more I know this is getting a little bit long number eight is um, more is not better. And you guys have definitely heard me talk about this related to fitness, um, but more related to everything. Um, more work, more money, <laughs> more things, more activities, packing your schedule of things. Um, definitely with fitness. I mean, you guys have heard me talk about, you know, just running, running, running miles, training for marathons, registering for races. Can't even tell you how many times I got injured because I ran three half marathons three weeks in a row, like no kidding, you were gonna get injured. Um, but things like that, where it was just like, I gotta get more miles in, I gotta get my steps in for the day. Um, I have to do, you know, five CrossFit workouts a week. Like it was always that like more mentality. Um, and now, you know, being 41, um, that younger woman, I would be like, <laughs> Don't go crazy with the workouts, like have fun with them. Um, but you don't need to crush yourself every single day. You don't need to run all the miles. Um, you can work out in a way that makes sense where it's not, you know, hurting your body, hurting your hormones, hurting your everything. Um, so definitely with fitness, but then also just with, with life, with just like, back in the day with carrots and cake i would say yes to every single opportunity um and sometimes those opportunities were really in line with carrots and cake and what i was doing and sometimes they weren't um and that was the thing i i read bethany frankel's what is her uh the yes book i can't remember what it was called something about saying yes i read that book and just being like I'm a newbie, I'm a you know brand new entrepreneur, I'm trying to make this a business, I'm gonna say yes to everything. Um, and that was problematic because sometimes, you know, the relationships, the brand partnerships, they weren't best in line with carrots and cake. But then also I was just filling my schedule and what I was doing with so much stuff that like didn't do anything for me. I was just doing things to do things um, and it wasn't getting me the best results. So I mean, that was definitely something that was a little bit hard to learn because I was always that person that you know the more work you did the more you studied the better grades you would get you know the more you exercise the more you worked at something the better you would get as far as performance goes um, and I really learned to work smarter not harder and it really was like in the early days of carrots and cake the more you posted the more blog posts you had the more engagement you would have the more page views you had the more money you made um, it doesn't work like that anymore but also I very much changed my perspective of creating good content that is really good quality content um, and not trying to do all the things when it comes to work. But um, this more is better just translates, you know, across, across my life. Um, but yeah, that, that 20, 21 year old would not have understood that, but I wish she, wish she would have. Um, because a lot of my 20s and 30s were all about achieving and doing and um, Enneagram, Enneagram 3 stuff. I don't know if you guys can relate, um, but I'm very much an Enneagram 3, just achieving and finding worth in achieving. Um, and yeah, that goes hand in hand with being a blogger, influencer, entrepreneur. Um, anyways, so number nine relates directly um, and it's simply you are worthy. And that is something I talk about with my therapist 
all the time. Um, I'm definitely struggling with self-worth. Um, like I said, you know, growing up, you know, getting good grades, performing well in soccer, you know, achieving the things. That's what I found value in and that made me feel loved and I got attention from it. Um, and I still very much feel that. I mean, think about this job, trying to get likes on Instagram, you know, achieving something, um, working, you know, making a certain amount of money every month. Um, those things I still find value in it. It's like a core value. Um, but just knowing deep down, I am worthy despite these things. Um, it's been really, really hard for me. Um, but the best example my therapist has given me is Quinn. Um, and she asked me all the time, she's like, he's not working, he's not achieving anything, he's just a kid living in his life. Is he worthy of love and rest and all these things I've talked about thus far? And of course he is, you know what I mean? So like thinking about him um, has been like really, really good for just changing my mindset around being worthy and self-worth and like looking outside my job and achieving things um, and just being worthy and being okay with just being me um, and not relying on so much about um, or so much with what other th people think of me. Um, and again, work in progress, you know, it's not perfect, but it's taken me a really long time to get here. Um, and again, that 20 year old, that 30 year old, 35 year old, 38 year old, um, she did not understand these things. And I wish I could have sat her down and just talked to her and said, you are worthy and you are worthy because you are you um, and you don't need to achieve all these things and kill yourself trying to do it. <laughs> all right, I have rambled on. I hope you guys found this helpful. Hopefully it resonated with you. I mean, really this was just me talking out loud, bringing a lot of therapy things in here, but I can't say enough good things about therapy. And it was one of the, again, one of those things that I was like, oh, it's good for me, I should do it. And there were times in my life on and off, you know, I've gone to therapists and whatnot, um, but finally found somebody um, that I really like. And um, that's my best advice to people with, when they're starting therapy. If you don't click with somebody right away, it's okay. Um, you might need to go through a few therapists before you find somebody that you really like. Um, so keep trucking. I think I probably went through like three or four. Um, and this one, um, she's amazing. And it's funny because we haven't even met in person. Everything's been done over Zoom. Um, but like I said, she just asks these like great questions. She's so insightful. She explains things to me. I'm very left brain, right brain, left brain. Very like, I need to know why or why this is happening. Like, I'm not good with the emotions. I'm better with like the rational side of it and she's very good at explaining things and then pushing me <laughs> to feel the emotions and deal with the emotions, which have been very, very hard. But we've been working together for just over a year and even in like, 12, like 14, 15 months, like I just feel like I have made so much progress and just feeling so much better about like a million different things. Just so much happier. Could be the beans too. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. It's never one thing guys, it's never one thing. Um, but just a shout out to therapy, it's, it's amazing. Okay, done rambling. Hope you guys like this one. Um, and just a reminder to check out that flash sale because it's only available for three days. Hot items, cheap items. If you want some carrots and cake goodies, go grab them. All right, guys, have a great day.